stop singing your praise. No, I'll never stop singing your praise. I'll never stop CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3B4. As part of serving and engaging our community, our Bear Campus has an ongoing ministry to families in need of diapers. We work to provide all sizes of diapers and pull-ups. We need your help with replenishing our supply. We are in need of all sizes but especially newborn and size 1. You can drop off your donation in the office area during office hours or service times. Our men's ministry has two events every month, a dinner on the first Wednesday at 6 p.m. and a breakfast on the third Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Both events are designed for fellowship and relationship building. On Saturday, August 19th, the men will meet at Perkins on Capitol Trail in Newark at 7.30 a.m. To learn more or to let us know you're coming, contact Bryce Maynard at 302-546-9388. We are just a couple of weeks away from our yard sale giveaway on Saturday, August 19th from 8 until 11 a.m. at the Bear Campus. We are asking for donations of gently used clothing, children's books, small appliances in their original box, and housewares. You can drop off your items on Friday, August 18th from 6 to 8 p.m. If you would like to serve for this event, contact Chrissy Carroll at ccarroll at ctcde.church. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone, whether you're in the room or whether you are watching us online, uh, joining us online, we thank you for being with us. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Come on, let's stand this morning and let's give thanks to God for all that he is.
place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones. I try with all my might. I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. A vagabond. Just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. You picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because you healed my choice but to believe my doubts are burning like ashes in the wind so so long to my old friends burden and bitterness you can't just keep them moving oh you're not welcome here from now till I walk streets of gold how you save my soul This wayward son has found his way back home You picked me up, you turned me around You placed my feet on solid ground I thank the Master, I thank the Savior Because you healed my heart and changed my name Forever free Thank you for your great grace and your mercy that you showed us 
when you sent your son to die for us. And God, we thank you today that you picked us up out of the mud, out of the mire, out of the pit. You put our feet on solid ground and you placed us on a narrow path that leads to heaven. And so God, today, as we worship you, we pray that your Holy Spirit would fill this place. As we always pray when we get together, Holy Spirit, fill this place and fill us to overflowing today. Teach us, God, what you want us to know. Help us as we worship you in spirit and in truth to give you the praise that you deserve. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for what God has done in my life. Amen. Is anybody thankful for what God has done in your life today? Amen. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where I'd be without God. I don't know where I would be without that relationship uh, that I have with him. And so I'm just so thankful. And I am thankful that you're here today. Uh, again, whether you're worshiping online with us or whether you're in the building, uh, we just want to extend a welcome to you. If you're new today, uh, we want to uh, especially welcome you. If you've never been here to CTC before or you've only been here a few times, uh, we want to extend a special welcome. If you're in the building today, when you leave and, and uh, go into the mall area on the left-hand side is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop by there and pick up a gift that we have for you and meet some folks from the church. You can find out about all the ministries that we have going on at CTC and uh, ask any questions that you might have. If you're online and you're new, there's an I'm new here button at the uh, top right of the screen. Uh, or most likely there's an I'm new here button that just popped up in the chat window and you can interact with us in that way. Where you're seated... Uh, you have a Connect card that we encourage you to fill out each week when you worship with us. Uh, and just let us know that you're here and let us know who's worshiping with you. Also, if you have prayer requests or praise reports you need to communicate with us, you can do that, do that on that card. And uh, again, as we say each week, that we have groups that meet throughout the week. And uh, we make sure that we pray over those needs and rejoice. Scripture says rejoice with those who, who rejoice and, and weep with those who weep. So we want to help carry those burdens for you. Uh, if you're online and you need to communicate those with us, you can fill out that Connect card and uh, put your prayer requests or praise reports on that. Or you can email us at prayer at ctcde.church. Uh, I think that's all I've got. So here comes Pastor Roger. God bless you. Thanks for being here today. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for coming to Christ the Cornerstone. It's good to see you. Good to have you online with us this morning. As you are gathering with us, Christ the Cornerstone, our mission here is to, is to love God and to love all people so that all people may experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. And our strategy for doing that is to love, to serve, and to engage. You know, we're, uh, many of you are already aware that we're in the process of disaffiliating from the United Methodist Church, and we have to go through some steps in order to complete that process. I want to thank everybody that came yesterday. Uh, to help us take inventory. We have a lot of stuff in, in this uh, building, and uh, not just at this campus, but we've got all the, uh, in the classrooms and the offices and what's underneath us here, but also our campus in Ellesmere. All of it has to be kind of quantified and counted for, so we've asked you to help out with that, and I'm grateful. That's one of the ways that you serve, but, you know, a lot of times we look in our closets and we realize that we've got a lot of stuff and I asked last night, I said, why do we have so much stuff? Why do we have all these, all these things? And somebody said, we're hoarders. 
<laughs> but it feels like that sometimes. But I want us always to remember that the things that we have aren't just so we can acquire stuff. We have a purpose. We have a mission. And all the things that we have need to be and are dedicated to God in order for what? That we can help other people experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. And so I'm grateful for the ways that you serve, that you take that role. And we're talking uh, about that in the sermon series, Acting Out, Playing Your Part in the Kingdom of God. And it's so important for us to pay attention to that. So I take this time and just say thank you. Uh, for doing that, the ways that you give yourself to God. Not just to things here in this church, but uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and again on Sunday. You are serving God. That's what Jesus calls us to do. And I thank you for taking that seriously as the body of Christ. Uh, Let's remind each other of the scriptures that we use to uh, encourage us to continue to be generous and to trust God with all the stuff that God has provided to us. And he has a purpose for our lives. So let's, let's read this verse out loud together as we encourage each other to continue to give. And if you have an offering to give today, you can uh, put it in the uh, envelopes and drop that along with your prayer requests in the baskets. Or uh, online, there's a way to give online. But let's read this scripture together. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I was struck by the last phrase of that, of that verse last night as we read it in worship. So let's read that, starting with the word refusing. Let's read that one more time. Refusing to let the world corrupt you and what, what that spoke to me last night was the, 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 the connection that we have with one another and the accountability that we have with one another. And we're here to help one another not be corrupted by the world. That's difficult, not easy to do. Well, let's continue. Let's stand together. Let's continue worshiping God as I offer this prayer. And uh, I invite you to stand with me as we as we worship God. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, once again, we ask you to surround us, but not just surround our physical bodies. We ask you, God, to be in our hearts and in our minds as we continue to sing, as we continue to reflect, as we continue to worship you this morning. We thank you, God, that our children are here with us today. And so help us, God, worship as family. Uh, the family of God as we are intended to do. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 is told the story of Jesus is teaching a crowd. And as he's teaching them, he asks them this very important question, which is in essence this. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And I am chief among those that need that question asked of us. So today, we just want to encourage you that God can be trusted above all. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire. 
Never fail. 
Hallelujah. God, we trust you. Hallelujah.
presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I think when Jesus asked that question that we referred to in the beginning of the service from Matthew chapter 6, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And I think at that point, and maybe even at this point, it's a rhetorical question because we know what the answer is. And yet, We rush around and we rush past the presence of God despite the fact that in the presence of God we find everything that we need. So we believe that it's important sometimes to just be in the presence of God with no list, with no agenda, not asking for anything. When you're able to sit in the presence of someone that you're really close to and someone that you really love and someone that you gain a lot of strength from, you don't even have to talk most of the time. Just being with them is enough to draw strength from. Years ago, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir had a very simple chorus that they sang, and the lyrics to the chorus say, Sitting at his feet, sitting at his feet, That is where my life is complete. Sitting at his feet. We don't need anything else. Later on in the book of Matthew, in chapter 6, Jesus is talking to the same group of people. And you can go back and read that whole list. But he says in 633, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all this other stuff, all the other stuff that you're worried about, where your next meal is going to come from, when, what, where you're going to get clothes for the next time. Where, all these things that we worry about, when we sit in His presence, and we understand that there's nothing else that we need. He is the hope of our salvation. He's the hope of our lives. He is our everything. And God, we thank You for giving us the privilege of being with You today. the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then through the darkness Your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, 
we just want to put ourselves in a position today where you can speak to us. We want to clear out all the clutter in our lives. Walk away from the traffic. Walk away from the distractions. And sit intently at your feet and listen. As we talk about learning to play the part that God has for us and how it's related to this concept of sitting at his feet. Does there, you guys know what a tapestry is? Anybody ever seen one? You've seen the working side of it? You've seen the, the finished side of it? It's beautiful. They're intricate. They're phenomenally done. Have you ever seen the back side of one? It's look, it looks like just someone threw a whole bunch of yarn or thread at a canvas and it just stuck there. And so when we're learning to play the part that God has given us, sometimes... Sometimes we don't understand. And we're sitting there at his feet and we're looking at the backside of this tapestry and we're going, God, I don't understand. He says, right, you don't. But one day you will. One day you will. And I don't know, I kind of believe that is for somebody this morning, whether you're in the room or whether you're watching us online, that you are doing the best you can to try to figure out what it is that God wants you to do and who it is that He wants you to be. But I just want to encourage you today that sitting at His feet, learning from Him, that's where you're going to find it. Not rushing around from door to door, from window to window to try to figure it out on your own. 
God has a plan for you and for me. And if we trust in Him, He will not fail, but He will show us. So God, today as our pastor comes to bring the message, we pray that as we're sitting and as we're thinking about this tapestry of our lives that you're weaving and the the finished side is, is becoming this beautiful piece of art and we're looking at the backside saying, God, we don't understand. Help us to trust you because you never fail. Bring your anointing to the word today and open our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Finding your place in the kingdom of God. I uh, spoke with somebody this this week. Uh, I was at a meeting at a restaurant, and I was sitting next to a guy. And one of the things he he said was, uh, I'm, "I'm just trying to find my place, where where I belong." And we're all trying to find our place. And the truth is, God has a place for us, whether we're three years old, eight years old, fifteen years old, fifty-five years old. Keep going. <laughs> That's enough. Whether 89 years old, whatever, we, whatever. We're, God has a place for us. God has a purpose for us. Pastor, Pastor Vaughn reminds me. Now, you know, I, I say often things that my dad has said to me. And Pastor Vaughn, one of the things uh, Pastor Vaughn grabs onto is when my dad told my grandmother, "Ma, you're still better, worth more than a sack of potatoes," and. Uh, yeah, we have all got a purpose, whether we feel like we're just sitting around like a lump, doing nothing. God has a role, a place, and a part for us to play. So we've been, throughout this series, we've looked at all kinds of different characters from the book of Acts. Now we say characters, and, and they're not pretend actors. These aren't play parts that people are pretending. These are real people who followed Jesus, real people who trusted that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross, who forgives all of us our sins, and he rose from the grave in order to give us new life. These are real people who believed that, and because they believed it, they told somebody who told somebody who told somebody who played their part in the kingdom of God, who told somebody who told you and who told me. And I trusted in Jesus and I experienced as Bill started, started the service with, 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 with the proclamation, I'm so glad God loves me. I couldn't live my life without my relationship with God. No, indeed, we can't because God is our creator. He is our sustainer. He is our redeemer. And we've got to find our part 
to play in the kingdom of God. And I'm so glad that there's a purpose for us to all of this. So we're talking about that. And and it, it all started in Pentecost with God giving His Holy Spirit upon all of His people. So we're looking at that. How does God's Holy Spirit change the lives of people? Today we're looking at the person, this man called Cornelius. And I need some actors to come up and help me tell the story of Cornelius. So if, if you're willing, kids, if you're willing to help me act this out, all right, here comes some. And I've got some props over here that will, that will help us as we look at the life of, of Cornelius. So who we got? Who's, who's willing to? All right. Okie doke. Rowan has his hand up first. Rowan, you're going to be Cornelius. Okay, so Cornelius was a Roman soldier, so he gets a sword and a shield. You can put your hand in there like this. See, I got that. Then you can put your hand in there and grab the other strap. Awesome. Good job. I need an angel. You want to be an angel? Okay. An angel. Got little wings for you. Just put, your, put them on your arms, that arm, that arm, like that. Now, so Cornelius is going to be visited by the angel. And I thought that since Cornelius is a big, strong, powerful soldier, he commands at least a hundred other soldiers in Caesar's army. We can't send just, uh, just, just any angel to Cornelius. It's got to be a strong, powerful angel. So I thought maybe the angel needs some kind of a weapon too. So we're going to pretend and this this is your this is the weapons the the, the angel's weapon. I was at the I was at the the, uh, the 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 costume store looking at some weapons that angels might have and one of them was kind of like a grim reaper type angel. No, I didn't think that one would work. And uh, so anyway, so I decided we'd just go with a pretend. Good. So you're one of God's strongest, most powerful, intimidating angels because you gotta you gotta talk to him with with force because you're gonna actually scare him. So you gotta be scary. So this is and if and if you want to kind of use this, this is you know you just push this really hard like this, <laughs> and that comes out. So you can get you can get Cornelius's attention that way. Okay. All right, and, and and right, you can you can shield it, but but you don't want to attack the angel because this is God's angel. Yeah, you can shield it. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Or whack the thing away. Right. Or or whack the whack, whack the Nerf ball away. Now you guys have a role to play too, and you're going to be uh, the you're going to be another soldier. So, Grayson, that takes me a while to remember names. Right. Right. Well, you don't have to pretend today because you do, do have a shield in your hand and you do have a weapon in your other hand. So, so he's so so you're his commander. So he's one of your things. And then and then Josh over here, come on over here, Josh. I need one more actor. Somebody else. Come on, Jonas. Yay! Thank you for helping. So, Jonas. You're going to play the part of Peter, okay? 
And you'll, you'll have to, I'll, I'll tell you what to do and what to say. But I want Peter to come stand over here. You can stand right here and just wait for your part, okay? Stand here and you can watch what we're doing over here. Okay, Cornelius, come on over here. And if you want to follow along in the Bible, this is from the book of Acts, chapter 10. And, and we're really kind of playing out the whole chapter, but it's too much to read all at once. So we're just going to kind of act out sections of it. So we've got Cornelius, and I'm going to be the narrator, and I'll read part of this. comes from Acts chapter 10, and there are going to be certain parts that I'm going to ask you guys to repeat after me, okay? But I'll tell you what you have to say. You ready? In Caesarea, a city, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius. He was the captain of an Italian regiment. Look tough. He was devout and God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. You're devout and you're God-fearing men. So you're his personal assistant. So, I don't know, you do whatever he tells you to do. You're one of his soldiers under his command, so you're kind of here to protect him. But I didn't have a, I didn't have a sword for you, sorry. So, he was a devout, God-fearing man, every, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor. Give generously. <laughs> and he prayed regularly to God. So, soldier, giving generously, praying regularly to God. One afternoon about three o'clock, come stand up here. One afternoon about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Oh, shoot something at him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Get his attention. There you go. There you go. Oh, you're tough. You're a soldier. Come on. Suck it up. <laughs> you can handle it. The angel, the angel, the angel shouted, Cornelius! Shout Cornelius. Cornelius. Oh, come on. That was a giggle. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not like you're looking at the angel saying, oh, come on. This is a soldier and you're laughing at him? No, no, no. Cornelius. Let's hear it. Like you're yelling at your brother. Cornelius! Cornelius. Okay, well, we're still going to giggle. Cornelius stared at the angel with terror. You were frightened. Yikes! All right, okay. And Cornelius said, what is it, sir? The angel said, God has heard your prayers. And he has seen your gifts. And he has received them as an offering. Good job, Cornelius. Now, <laughs> now, the angel said, send some men to Joppa. Yeah, very good. And ask for a man named Peter. He's staying with Simon, who's the tanner, and lives by the seashore. And then the angel started singing, by the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful... No, he didn't. So the angel disappeared. And as soon as the angel was gone... Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He called out, Lucius, Lucius. come here. You're Lucius. That's a Roman name for Luke, but you're Lucius. And he called out, Marcius. Marcius. There you go, Marcius. Uh, There's just names I made up. That part's not in the Bible. 
And Cornelius, Cornelius said to them, I have seen a vision. Go to the city of Joppa. Find a man named Peter. Who lives with Simon the Tanner. He lives with Simon the Tanner. Tanner. You know what a tanner is? Somebody who makes leather. <laughs> Tell him to come see me. Now go. Yeah, good job. So they went off and they, they went over. To, they, they, they had to travel about as far from here to Dover. And they walked. And it took them all day long. Finally, they got there and they found Peter. And Cornelius stayed in Caesarea to wait for their return. So he stays over there. He's just doing his own thing over there, which is what he's doing, walking around, checking his, checking his uh, responsibilities. The men traveled all day. They reached Joppa. Finally, they arrived at Peter's house. Now, Peter had been praying in his upper room. Look like you're praying. Excellent. Good job. Where God told him that some men were looking for him and that Peter is to go with them. So they together they all walked back to Cornelius and where Peter learned how God had spoken to Cornelius. And then Peter said, this is what Peter's going to say, ready to repeat after me as loud as you can. I know that God doesn't have any favorites. I know that God doesn't have any favorites. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus forgives everyone. Jesus forgives everyone. And anyone who trusts Jesus, anyone who trusts Jesus has peace with God. Has peace with God. Woo, what a great proclamation. Yes. And so while Peter was still talking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the, whole, the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other languages and praising God. All right, that's the end of the story. Thank you guys for helping us hear the story of Peter. You can put your weapons down. You can take your... You can lose the, lose the wings. I did not Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, now you know that thing can shoot two bullets at the same time. And it's, it's pretty dangerous. And when they, when they hit you on the chin, it can hurt. <laughs> kind of, but not a lot. Well, so let's think about that story the, uh, and, and, what's, and, and really what's going on in this. Peter... I want to go back to the scriptures in, in, in chapter 10, just kind of repeat a couple of things that we see, that we heard. In Acts chapter 10, starting with verse 34, we read this, that Peter said, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Remember what we learned about Cornelius. What? What, what nationality would we say was Cornelius? Italian. He was a Roman soldier. Was he a Jewish man? No, he was not. He was what the Jews understood as a Gentile. Now, the reality is that all of us most likely would be in that Gentile category. In the world back then, there were only two kinds of people. 
according to the Jews. You were Jewish or you were anybody else. And if you were Jewish, you, you could trace your parents, your grandparents, all the way back to Abraham. And that if you were in that family, that meant you were a Jew. If you were not in the Abraham's family, you were not a Jew. And that means, you know, I don't know, there probably are some of us who could, if we looked, trace our ancestry all the way back to Abraham. But the likelihood is that most of us cannot do that. So most of us here, or if you're watching online, most of us here probably fit into that Gentile camp. And so what God is saying here is that His message of reconciliation is not just for the Jewish people. And and even when God said to Abraham and called Abraham, He said to Abraham, your family will be a blessing to every nation in the world. And that's, and that's kind of the, the role that God had for Abraham. Not that Abraham's family would be the only blessed family, but that all the families of the world would be blessed. And God was choosing Abraham for that role to bless all families in the world. Now, Peter is that link who, who understands. And what the part of this, the chapter that we didn't look at is is this a vision that Peter also has. Remember the little Peter was over here praying? And while Peter was praying, he had a vision. And in Peter's vision, this big sheet came floating down from heaven. And on that sheet was all kinds of food. And all the food on that sheet were, was food that God had told to the Jewish people, you must not eat this food. But in the vision... Peter sees this sheet full of food that he's not supposed to eat, but he hears God say, eat. <laughs> and Peter says to God, I can't eat that. And, the, and the, the sheet went back up into heaven. A second time, Peter has that same vision, same thing. Eat, Peter. Peter says, no, I can't eat that. Because you, God, told us not to eat that. A third time, the same vision happens to Peter. Eat this food that I've told you not to eat. Peter says, I can't do that. So the third time the sheet goes back up, Peter is wondering, God, why are you telling us to eat food that we're not supposed to eat? Well, there are three men, Peter, who are looking for you, and I want you to go with them. And so Peter, we watched, Peter went with those men and And then as he sees the Holy Spirit fall upon this Gentile, who, like the food on this, was unclean. And so Peter realizes, God, your message is for all people, for both the Jew and the Gentile. Now we're learning also about the the Apostle Paul. And in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says these words. He says, I am not ashamed of the message of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ. Why am I not ashamed of it? Paul says, because that message of Jesus Christ is God's power of salvation for all people, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. 
And it's likely that if Peter hadn't had this experience, if Paul didn't understand that the message of Jesus was for all people, you and I probably wouldn't have the experience that we have with God through our faith in Jesus Christ. Because as I said, somebody told somebody else, who told somebody else, who told somebody else, who told somebody else, who told you and who told me the good news of Jesus. Now listen again to the message that, that, that Peter says. He says, this is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. That's the message. All people can have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And then we read this passage beginning with verse 44. It says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. They were just listening to the message. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. And then Peter asked, can anyone object to these being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit as we did? And so Peter gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay for them, stay with them for several days. The word of God, the message of Jesus Christ is for all people. I want us to, to, to take from this a couple of things. One, Cornelius experienced a vision. Cornelius, this Roman soldier, this Gentile, Cornelius, this man who did not grow up in, in the church, but somehow, some way, for some reason, Cornelius saw the God of the Jews and he began to worship the God of the Jews. We know that because he was described as a God-fearer. And that's, that's the term that the Jewish people gave to a non-Jewish person who was willing to worship the God of the Jews. A God-fearer. And so, so Cornelius did his best to follow the, 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 laws of, the laws of God according to the Jewish customs. He was, and, and what we read in this is that he was generous to give to the poor. And he was faithful in his work. And yet, so God saw that and recognized it and filled him with the Holy Spirit to do this. Both believers, non-believers, Jews, Gentiles, anyone whom God chooses to give the Holy Spirit, God will give the Holy Spirit to bring them into knowledge of salvation through Jesus Christ. Cornelius experienced this vision. Vision, as we've learned in this thing, comes through often through prayer. And every one of these visions that we've seen, they come through prayer. And so we've got to also be, be acting uh, out this role to pray that God has for us. So Cornelius was a Roman, a Gentile, not even close to being a Jew. He was, he, that, that category was often despised by Jews, yet he worshipped the God of the Jews. And finally, I want us to see that the Holy Spirit comes upon all who believe, even those that we think they may not deserve <laughs> God's kingdom, God's 
Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can come. The Holy Spirit comes to guide. The Holy Spirit comes to instruct. The Holy Spirit comes to teach us. And Jesus said, I will give you the Holy Spirit who will teach you all the things that I have taught to you. The Holy Spirit comes to equip. And the Holy Spirit comes to inspire us. As we take communion this morning, I, I, I invite you to think about what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life and how you are living your life. Maybe like Cornelius, the email that I sent out on, on uh, Thursday, or Friday morning and the phone call that I sent out. If you don't get those, here's another plug. Make sure we have your, your information. And I, got a, I, I, I had uh, two, two responses uh, from them this week. One response was, uh, there's, a, there's a woman at our El, Ellesmere campus who, whose daughter somehow got on our call list. And her daughter does not attend church. But every week her daughter waits for the phone call that comes from me. And her daughter said to her mother, I'm so glad I got on that list because those, those messages from Pastor Roger keep me going from week to week. And the mother wasn't getting, she, the mother attends our, our Ellesmere campus and she was not getting the messages. So her mother said, uh, how come I'm not getting the messages? So about a month ago, she started talking to me and said, I'm not, I'm not getting them. And I looked at our computer thing and our system and everything that I could tell says she should be getting them. And finally, I got way down into the, into the nitty gritty of, of things and discovered that, that Several, well, probably a year ago or so, when she got her first call, she probably didn't know what it was and she opted out of it. But now she heard, now she realized, okay, maybe these are things that I do want to get. And she couldn't get them until she opted in herself. So I had to show her how she could opt in because I couldn't switch that on the computer. But she was glad to be included in this. We don't know where God is going to send us. We don't know where the Holy Spirit is going to lead us. We don't know what impact, but we've got to be playing the role that God has for us to play. The second conversation I had was, was uh, uh, the call went out on Thursday night, and on Friday morning I got to the office, and, and this woman from Florida who does not attend our church called. And she said, I've been in the hospital. I've been depressed. I've been down. And your message just lift me up. Thank you for sending them. We just don't know what God is going to do, where God's going to send us. I just I want to take a moment and say thank you for for your again for your contributions, your ministry through Christ the Cornerstone that helps us reach people that we don't even know we're reaching. Those calls go out to a thousand people every week. And your, your ministry is so much greater than that. Anyway, back to this. How is God using you? What is your role? And I know I'm, I'm privileged to be able to get that kind of feedback for that kind of thing. But I am not. I'm just playing my role. But the greater thing is the role that the, the, the people of the church have to share with others the good news of Jesus Christ. I want you to think about that as we receive communion this morning. And, and maybe you have, maybe you're wondering, God, I came here to, to, to church because I need something. And I want you to, 
to experience God's presence in your life today. And maybe, maybe you need to make a confession. Maybe the realization is that I've not been doing what God wants me to do. And God, I just need to, I just need to clear the air with you, God, and say, I'm sorry that, I'm, that I haven't done that that way. And maybe God's saying to you, you know, I've been asking you to do something. I've been calling you to do something, to play your part, and you have refused me in doing that. And maybe today you just need to say, all right, God, I get it. <laughs> I will do what you want me to do. As we take communion, I invite you to, to have those conversations with God as we continue to worship Him. This morning we're going to receive communion. Uh, we'll have three stations for, for you to receive by intinction at the, uh, at the end or the front of each aisle. There will be uh, uh, bread and juice. Your server will break a piece of the bread off for you. You can take that bread, dip part of your bread into the juice, and then you may eat it. And I invite you to kneel afterwards to pray. If, if you're concerned about uh, germs and things like that, you don't want to take communion that way, here at the center table we have prepackaged uh, bread, uh, wafers, and juice. We also have gluten-free here at the table. So, we'll, so if you need those, come here to the center. But if you're, if you're, if you're willing to do by intinction, come to the uh, and to the aisles. Let me ask those who are going to help serve this morning if you'll come now as we pray and prepare to receive this sacrament. And let's, let's begin by uh, saying together, affirming our faith in Jesus Christ. I invite you to stand uh, as we prepare to receive the, the sacrament this morning. Let's say the, the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's take a moment and, and pray. Lord, we take this moment to reflect and to think. In this moment of silence, God, this is our opportunity to make any confession to you that you're asking us to make. Father, we remember these words that Peter spoke and announced to Cornelius that there is peace with God for all who trust in Jesus our Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. And let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Let's say this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. As I said, we'll serve you this morning by intention. We remember that night when Jesus was betrayed that he took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Whenever you eat this, remember me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He gave thanks to God and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. Give us a few minutes to get uh, to our stations and then and then I will uh, invite you to come. That's the people around here. <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that
chains are gone now, and my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a blood, His mercy reigns unending together with us. Let's stand together and sing this chorus. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. thank you for the grace so amazing that saved us, that healed us, that set us free. God, thank you today for the word that we've heard, the things that we've seen, the things that we've participated in, the time around the table of communion, remembering your sacrifice for us. So, Lord, as we go today, we pray that your Holy Spirit would encourage us. Help us, God, as we sit at your feet, learning how to be who you've called us to be. Bless us this week. God, give us divine appointments to be able to share the message of love of Jesus Christ with people in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. If you still need prayer this morning, the altars are still open for prayer. There are folks at the prayer station. If you're online, you can still meet with someone for prayer for several more minutes. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us today.